Welcome to Paul or Nothing, the place to get all of your Paul all of the time. Join me, your host, Sam Wiles, as we discover the history, the music, and the man behind it all, Paul McCartney. To get in contact with the show, email us at paulmccartneypod at gmail.com. Hello, hello, goodbye, and welcome to another episode of Paul or Nothing, the place to get all of your Paul of the time. I am, of course, your host, Sam Walls, and this is a bit of an impromptu episode. This is not part of anything scheduled. I know we are behind schedule, so it's nice that we're going to have some content for you today. Good friend of the show and podcasting compatriot of mine, Tom Cree, is here with me today, probably breaking all sorts of quarantine rules, but... Uh, we were essentially meant to just be doing our Tom Waits podcast down in the hall. I never mention it on this show. Uh, we've just done a couple of those now. Those will be on our Patreon very soon. Blah, 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 blah. And he, he just pulled out a book. Um, Tom, what, what? how are you and what's this Yeah, book? yeah. Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone in Paul and Nothing. I was on the show recently. We did The Family Way. Uh, I've been on McCartney 2, The McCartney Review, etc. Big fan of the show, as always. So, yeah, um... Coming down to see Sam in person, I was packing my bag early, I was making sure I had all my prerequisite video games, etc. I was looking for my bookshelf, and um, yeah, I have this book basically that my girlfriend got me, because like you Sam, I'm obsessed with the Beatles, and she knows I'm also obsessed with the history of the Beatles, and books about the Beatles, writings about the Beatles, etc. And, and facts. And factoids, exactly. So, I'd never seen this book before. It's called The Ultimate Beatles Quiz Book by Michael J. Hawkinson, and I believe it's came out, yeah, it's came out in 1992. And this is an incredibly dense book. You know, you're looking at it yourself. Yeah. It has like 25 different chapters. No, sorry, how many? No, sorry, 50 chapters. <laughs> it has 50 chapters. It has, how many does it say here? How many questions it has? Um, over. So, so this is basically the back of it. The Ultimate Beatles Quiz is the most elaborate and entertaining collection of questions and Fab Four trivia there has ever been. Never obvious, often obscure, even diehard fans will have to be on their toes. A compulsive read for any Beatles fan. So I just thought... How hard can it be? How hard can it be? You know, let's bring it down. I just wanted to show some anyway. And then I leafed through and then I was like, oh, hang on. There's, there's two chapters. There might even be more. I'm not going through the whole thing. But there's at least two chapters that we'll do today that are exclusively about Paul. Well, about Paul and Wings. So... You know, Sam makes himself as the big I am on the show, so I thought I'd play Quizmaster. You can join in along at home, because these questions are really difficult. And uh, let's see how Sam can do. This relates to our Paul McCartney Who Wants to Be a Millionaire episode now, which we which we stole as content from your show. Hey, well, no, yeah. I'm happy, happy to provide. So, uh, Sam, we're going to start with round one. It's going to be two rounds. Round one is all about the Paul is Dead saga. So, folks, we did... A You've three, done an episode on this. We did three episodes three on episodes. this. A three-part series that was more in-depth than anything done. It's the most in-depth podcast on it. All the evidence, well, the lack of, mm-hmm. is there. I, I'd like to think I know that whole conspiracy, like the back of my hand... Let's, 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 go, let's go. Okay, okay. So there are going to be 15 questions. So 15 failures. So I'll, I'll, I'll give you the question, you give me the answer, and I'll yeah. let you know correct. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. So if we're playing along at home, uh, question one. The night of Paul's death, he was said, inverted commas, he was said to have been picked up by a hitchhiker who, upon recognising her famous driver, caused the fatal accident in her enthusiasm. What was her name? Rita? Rita's correct. Paul's passenger was named Rita. The clue allows the song Lovely Rita to be tied in as a death clue because of the line, I took her home, I nearly made it. Yeah. Question two. Stage as a mock trial in December 1969, who moderated the TV special to determine if Paul was dead, featuring testimony from such witnesses as Peter Asher and Alan Klein? David Frost? It was a mock lawyer. No, it wasn't David Frost. <laughs> some, some pumped his arm a little bit uh, preempted there. 
uh, F. Lee Bailey. F. Francis uh, Francis Lee Bailey, apparently. Oh, close, though. I was close. Question three. <laughs> the centerfold photograph of the Beatles in their Magical Mystery Show booklet features Ringo playing his infamous Love Free Beatles kit, a death clue signifying that there were only three Beatles left alive to love. Prior to this, where else had Ringo been seen playing this kit? That's fucking difficult. Is it like... You're going to have to push it here. Is it the Rain music video? It was the All You Need Is Love... Uh, when they recorded oh, that for our world psych- TV special. I should have gone for something more psychedelic. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Question four. When Revolution 9 is played backwards, what are the two most discernible messages it is claimed can be heard? One, one of them's Turn Me On, Dead Man. That's right. And uh, uh, Paul is dead, missing, missing. Apparently it's Let Me Out, Let Me Out. Oh, uh, let me out! Two, <laughs> two other backwards messages mentioned in William Poundstone's book Big Secrets did you cover that book? definitely not are she used to be assistant and there were two men so there we go I don't know what those men there were new men by early 1969 several Paul is Dead novelty singles had been released including So Long Paul recorded by Jose Feliciano Saint Paul by yep. Terry Knight and Brother Paul by Billy Shears and the All-Americans Brother Paul was originally commissioned by a southern US radio station as the theme song for their coverage of the rumour what are the call letters of this station and from what city did it broadcast? <laughs> is it like WKR from Seattle? it's WTIX <laughs> From New Orleans. <laughs> Listener demand apparently for the song was so great during the rumour that a single was rush released. Distributed by Silver Fox Records, it had an advanced order in New Orleans alone of 40,000 copies. Oh, I wish I was in New Orleans. Question six. So Sam's currently got one correct. Question Good. six. Okay, we all know now that the patch on the left sleeve of Paul Sergeant Pepper Jacket doesn't stand for Ontario Police Department. What does it stand for? Hint, it's not officially pronounced dead. Oh, it's uh, is it Ontario Provisional Police? That is correct. Yeah, it is Ontario Provisional Police. Question eight. One of the most eclectic death clues included on UK copies of Sergeant Pepper was a two-second snippet of gibberish at the end of side... Titled Sergeant Pepper in a Groove when released in 1980 on Capital's Rarities LP, some have interpreted the voices on the track as saying Lucy oh, Abbey all the way or he's found heaven. When WKBW, a radio station in Buffalo, New York, played the cut backwards, they claimed it said, we'll all be back here soon. When Paul talked to rock journalist Paul Gambaccini in December 1973, he claimed to have heard something completely different. What did Paul say that he heard? Uh, I don't know. (laughs) Okay, this is from Paul, quote. I went inside and played it studiously, turned it backwards with my thumb against the motor, turned the motor off and did it backwards, and there it was, plain as everything, we'll fuck you like Superman. I thought, Jesus, what can you do? Wow. Yeah. I can't believe that's real. Mm. Folks, we're going to have to check that out. If there's an opportunity for me to find a clip, I've found it now. I'll insert it here. I will 
Question nine. The cover of Abbey Road is cited by Furious as an absolute hotbed of clues. When Ian McMillan was preparing to photograph the Beatles for that cover the morning of the 8th of August 1969, he tried to have this future clue removed because, as he later told WMCA DJ Alex Bennett, he found it aesthetically unpleasant. Oh, it was the, it was the Volkswagen Beetle, wasn't it? He wanted to have that moved. It was. It was the Volkswagen Beetle. And, um, yep, yeah, that, that has like 28 if on it, but he would have been 27 at the time. So yeah, the yeah. According to the clue associated with a license plate, Paul would have been 28 at uh, the time of 1969 if he had lived, and if he counted the time he'd spent before his birth inside Mother Mary. Question 10. One of the first printed accounts of the Paul is Dead rumour was an article headlining, headlining the Des Moines, uh, Iowa College newspaper, 17th of September 1969. Its author, a sports editor named Tim Harper, would later garner national attention, including credit in a Is a Paul Dead article on page one of the Chicago Sun-Times. What was the title of Harper's story and the name of the paper it was printed on? Printed in. Is Beetle Paul Dead? Yeah, I'll give you that. Is Beetle Paul McCartney Dead? Yeah. I mean, you didn't know the name of the paper, but no. apparently it's a Drake times Delphic, but that is fucking elite. elite I'll have half a point for that. I'll have half, so what? I'm on Two and a half. Three and a half? Uh, what did you get right? So you got the first question right, the name of the driver, and then you got the Ontario police right, and then you got, oh yeah, it's three and a half. You got the, uh, got the Volkswagen one as well. Question 11. Quote, Paul McCartney was killed in an automobile accident in early November 1966 after leaving EMI recording studios, tired, sad and dejected. This was the opening line from a record review for Abbey Road, printed 14th October 1969 in the Michigan Daily, the newspaper of the University of Michigan at Ann Arbor. This student's article is more frequently cited as one of the earliest printed accounts of the rumour, notably one of the first to include death clues from the Abbey Road cover. Who was the writer of the review? I should know. Fred Labore. Fred Le that Oh my god, yeah. that, that, that name is like a flash in my mind now. It's like, oh. Question 12. Paul McCartney's replacement, so the story goes, was the yeah. winner of a Paul McCartney lookalike contest yes. held in 1969. One William Billy Campbell of Scotland, also known as Billy Shears. What was the name of Billy Shears' dad? What? Yeah. What? Is, is that even a part of the legend? Uh, is that going to be like, I don't know, Bobby Shears? Apparently it's uh, Philip Shears. Oh, so it was like I could have guessed, which is annoying. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Question 13. Some claim that the Beatles cost... The, excuse I'm going to sneeze. I feel like I'm going to sneeze. <laughs> I'm going to leave that in. Question 13. Some claim that the Beatle costumed as a walrus on the cover of Magical Mystery Tour is actually Paul instead of John. Cite two clues which support this theory. Um, the instruments they're holding in the music video... No. no. Paul has the costume on at a different time in the movie or something? I don't, I don't know. Clue one is in Glass Onion. So basically... The walrus was Paul. The walrus was Paul. And also apparently can be found in the composer credit listings on Magical Mystery Tour booklet. In parentheses below the listing for I Am The Walrus, it reads, No, you're not, said Little Nicola. Little Nicola's denial is repeated on page nine of the booklet. I Am The Walrus, says John. No, you're not, cries Nicola. I didn't know. If, have you seen any of this stuff? No. <laughs> Laughing at his funny feathery hat. Furious obsession with the symbolism of the walrus stems from the supposed belief that, among other things... It's a symbol of death. Is, and the it's walrus not. is the Greek word for corpse. So, I mean, it's a bit... Yeah. That's made up as well. Penultimate question. What are the three interpretations of the phase attributed to the... Uh, the phrase attributed to the fade of Strawberry Fields Forever? So basically, what do they think it says at the end of that I song? buried Paul. Is one, yeah. Cranberry sauce. Is another one. And... Uh... I didn't know there was a third one. I'm very bored. 
apparently. I'll, I'll have another half point for Yeah, that. I'll give you a half point. I'm on four. So, uh, final question. On the afternoon of 12th of October 1969, this man was disc jockeying his show on WKNR-FM, an underground radio station in Detroit, Michigan, when he received a call from a young man who claimed that Paul's death could be proven by examining clues on the Beatles' albums. What is the name of this Detroit DJ? A person pivotal to spreading the death rumour. Also, what was the name of the young man who called him? Fred Labore and Fred Labore. Uh, the DJ was Ross Gibb, and apparently the listener was called Tom. So, Ooh. four out of 15 on some tough questions. Oh my God, my heart. Not bad. My heart's got having palpitations at the moment. Not that bad. Is, that is stressful. Um, what's the other ca- category? I've the got? other category is now Paul McCartney and Wings. Oh, if I don't get if if I don't get these, like Ken Michaels is gonna <laughs> laugh at me, Kit O'Toole is gonna laugh at me, <sighs> Ken Womack's gonna laugh at so me. So let me know. So uh, the whole, uh, you know, the, the lot of them. So yeah, guys, we're gonna get now into round two on questions of Wings, and and yeah, you would think that this is slightly more your bag. I'm just hoping for a lot about wildlife and retro speedway. They're fresh in my mind at the moment. <laughs> Question one of. How many questions? Twenty questions this time. Ooh, okay, okay. Question one: Without examining the record of the record label it was released on, what is the easiest way to tell if your copy of Band on the Run is American or British? If it's got uh, Helen Wheels on it. Yep, correct. Yep, our only American copies include Helen Wheels or Helen Wheels. Question two: Paul, Linda, and Denny worked on Band in the Run in Africa for three weeks in September of 1973. In what suburb of Lagos, Nigeria, did they record it? Are you fucking kidding me? That. Oh my god, I thought I thought the question was gonna be what city was it gonna be like, oh it's Lagos. Lagos, yeah. What district in Lagos? Uh, a papa. Does that ring a bell? No. No. Question for Papa, maybe. Question three. Following their three weeks in Lagos, Paul, Linda, and Denny arrived back in London on the twenty sixth of September nineteen seventy three. What airport did they arrive at and what was their flight number? How are you supposed to know their <laughs> flight number? Oh, I bet it's on my poster upstairs, but... Uh... Oh, apparently all information for this question is on the back sleeve of Band on the Run. Oh. So, um, come on, that's... It was flight number BR364, and it arrived at Gatwick Airport. I should have guessed Gatwick and got half a point. What was the name... What was the title of the first song that Wings recorded for Back to the Egg? Ooh, very good. Yeah. Is it... Reception? To you. To you? Apparently it was to you. Question five. What are sides one and two respectively of Back to the Egg, of Back to the Egg referred to as? Oh, um, so inside up and over easy. There we go. Question six. On the morning of the 11th of June 1979, Wings held a party to promote Back to the Egg. Where did this party take place? It's in London. Because they went down to London after shooting the Back to the Egg music videos. Going to have to push you. Um, somewhere in London, that's all, that's all I know. What is it? Abbey Road Studio 2. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> I should have I gone that. Okay, so now we get into the next question, I'm, I'm which what, is... Two now or something like that? Oh, are you on two? Two, two points. Uh, you got the American question right, and then you got the... Um, Sunny side up. Oh. Yeah, you didn't get the flight number right, no. So, uh, question seven. What was the name of Denny Lane's first group, which he formed back in 1963? Denny Lane and... Oh, shit. That's listened, a terrible name. I listened to I listened to a podcast yesterday with Denny Lane. Well, it's not the Moody Blues. Uh, no, who is it? Denny and the Diplomats. The Diplomats. They apparently supported the Beatles in 1963. Yes, in they, Staffordshire. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the show stayed. The uh, the, pla- the Plaza Ballroom. It's where he and Paul met. 
Question eight. What was the original lineup of who? What was the original lineup of Wings assembled in 1971? Uh, the original lineup of Wings. That's Paul McCartney, Linda McCartney, mm-hmm. uh, Denny Sywell, and Denny Lane. Is correct. Question nine. What was the lineup for Wings in 1972? Uh, just add Henry McCullough to that. Is correct. Yep. List the personnel. These questions get repetitive. The question. List the personnel of Wings '73 prior to the recording of Band on the Run. Apparently no Denny Sywell in that. Oh. Just Paul Linder and Denny Lane. Oh, prior to recording Band on the Run? Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I, I misunderstood the question. Oh, so all of these questions just asking about the lineup of wings. Should we go through these? They're kind of... Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get my points back here. Okay. Uh, including the members of their four-piece horn section, this question 12, <gasps> please run through the the wings lineup of 1975 to 76. That's mental. So you've got to... No, no, no. Yeah, including, yeah. So it's Jimmy McCullough as well, mm-hmm. and then you've got to add Joe English. But then there's also Jeff Britton on drums as well at one point. Uh, then it's Howie Casey on mm-hmm. saxophone. Uh, oh, there's another guy who I should There's a few know. people, yeah. On flugelhorn and trumpet, Steve Tex Howard. Yeah. Soprano and alto sax as well as clarinet and flute, Thaddeus Richard. Thaddeus. Oh no, Thaddeus. Tony Dorsey was also there on trombone. Next question, question 13. Who was in Wings Mac 5, 1978 to 79? So that'll be Paul, Linda, Denny Lane, Lawrence Juba, and Steve Holly. Is correct. So that's Name the 1982 lineup of Wings. I thought they were over by then. No, so. Um, what? Oh, it's a trick question. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. There <laughs> yeah. was no lineup. <laughs> That's what it says. There was no lineup. Wings' last recording session was in October 1980. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that as a point. Thank you. Question 15. Uh, who are the musicians who comprise the Wings hybrid dubbed the Country Hams? The Wings hybrid dubbed the Country The Country Hams is... it's it's That's um when they did a walk through the park with Eloise. And mm-hmm. um, that's... I've never heard of these. No, that's just Wings. And is it like the the Dorsey family or something like that? It's apparently Chet Atkins. Didn't know he played oh, with Paul. Oh, yeah. Jeff Britton, Vassar Clements, Floyd Kramer, Denny Lane, Paul and Linda and Bobby Thompson. I'm, I'm not ashamed I didn't get that. When Paul and Wings toured the US the 3rd of May to the 23rd of June 1976, they commuted between four base cities to each night's concert. Name the four cities Wings used as home bases during the tour. Ooh. Boston? No. Uh, Los Angeles? LA, yeah. So LA, New York? Yep. Seattle? With Chicago and Dallas. Chicago and Dallas. Who is Poe? And what is his connection to Wings' 1976 US tour? Poe? Was he their tour manager? He was their photographer, Aubrey Powell. His photographic account of this tour was published in 1978 book Hands Across the Water, Wings Tour USA. Have you got that book? No, I like that book. Yeah. Uh, list eight songs that Denny Lane has recorded and released under the Wings banner. Oh, okay. With with a lead vocal from, from him, I'm taking it then. Uh, so, again and again and again. Yes. Time to Hide. Mm-hmm. Um, children, Children. Sure. Yep. Deliver Your Children. Mm-hmm. There's ones that they never got released, like I Would Only Smile or... Um, it's not here. Send Me, send me The Heart. Um... Go Now doesn't count, does it? No. Oh, no, Go Now does count. Is I Lie Around on there? It is. So it's with him on lead vocal, then. Uh, is Mull of Kintyre on there? Because he helped write that. 
no. Um, I think no, it's the one no, he sings. No words. No words is there, yeah. Uh, a few more. Little Lamb Dragonfly? Not there. Um, let me just go through the albums. Uh, oh, God, there's a song that I hate that, that's off uh, Wings Over America. The Note You Never Wrote? The, yes, that is that, yeah. Um, oh, is it like Richard Corey as well? Is that one of them? Yes, that is. So the only one you're missing is Spirits of Ancient Egypt. Spirits of Ancient Egypt. Oh, <laughs> clunker, clunker. Final two questions. I'm taking the point for that, by the way. <laughs> I'm taking it. The instrumental written by former Wings guitarist Lawrence Juba and recorded during the sessions for the Back to the Egg album was released in 1982 on Standard Time. What is the name of the instrumental? Let's have a look. Uh, Maisie. Yeah, Lawrence, I, I didn't let you down there, buddy. <laughs> Was it a good song when I heard that one? It's like a country kind of song. It doesn't belong on Back to the Egg. Okay. Cade should have been on there instead. Final question. Why would Jewel Shears band Reckless Sleepers and their 1988 album Big Boss Sounds be of interest to Wings fans? Do they sample a, a Wings song? Apparently Steve Holly's on drums. Oh, okay. And backing vocals on that. But uh, so you didn't what? do bad. You didn't do bad. I think that about five or six points oh, About there. 20% of the questions right. But yeah. they, they are... Very, very hard questions. I know I always say to people, write in, give me your reactions and stuff, but genuinely, whether it's via Twitter or the email, let me know how many questions you got right there, because I would love to know how good my elastic uh, quick draw Paul McCartney mm -hmm. knowledge mm -hmm. is compared to, you know, a very pre-prepared interview where I can write all of my notes and questions down. So that that was a very interesting little uh, little yeah. And people, people, if you you know during lockdown, if you want a, a book to leaf through in the toilet, like this. Ultimate Beatles quiz book is uh, fantastic. Again, it's written by Michael J. Hawkinson, and I'm sure you can. I mean, I'm just, just let's have a look on Amazon I'm, now, but I'm, I'm sure you can get it very good. Uh, chapters now, it's mental. Yeah, yeah, it is really good. It's a very good book. You, you can you can borrow that, Sam. I'll let you. Uh, I'll let you leave <laughs> through it. I'm going to say that on air now. But um, but no, genuinely, this is a really interesting book. And like, what what shocked me was just how difficult it is, and how much work had been poured into it pre-internet, really, as well. Well, yeah, 92, so pre, like, any sort of yeah, form I was of... Born. This book is as old as me right now. Yeah, so... Uh, and that... it's accomplished so much more. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, guys, pick that up. Go back through our old episodes. Yeah. God, it's not even on Amazon. Look, I found it. It's not even for sale. Oh, no, it is. You can pick it up for a couple of quid. So A uh, couple of dollars. Yeah. Yeah, uh, there are other episodes we've done together, though. We did our, like... Uh, hot takes on I don't know and come on to me if you remember oh yeah 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 that was that, that was a fun little episode but yeah definitely go back and check out The Family Way that was a really fun one we did, we did that was a good episode well. yeah but yeah folks this is just a little extra something that, that we just recorded kind of on the fly on the spot it was as much as a surprise to me as I'm sure it, it will be to you and you know I'm going to blame my terrible scores on the fact that I wasn't prepared at all but yeah thank you very much for listening folks it's been another episode of Paul or Nothing you know links and everything plugs down below Tom thank you for coming on man thank you Sam and uh, again guys seek out this book one of the reviews is saying there's not enough questions in it on Amazon I just saw which is uh, ridiculous ridiculous thing to say but uh, yeah until next time you know I'm, I'm pushing Sam to get me on for driving rain or something in the future so uh, until then it.